everybody, and welcome back to the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Lynn. I am so excited that you decided to saddle on up and join us on the Campfire Trail today because we have a very, very special guest. So he moved to Nashville in 1988, okay? All right. Since he's been in Music City, He's a singer-songwriter, a musician, has performed in bands of his own, and has also earned the reputation as a skilled dobro and steel player. You don't see that much anymore. All right, folks, listen to who he has worked with and performed with. Loretta Lynn, Connie Smith, Johnny Paycheck, Dale Reeves, Becky Hobbs, Holly Dunn, the Reno Brothers, Trace Atkins, Charlie Leuven, and you just, it keeps going on. Folks, I have Pearly Curtis with me today. How are you? I'm doing well, and, and the folks are probably going to think I can't keep a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in the music business, you, you get a little bit of a, a slide, you know, as yeah. that goes. No pun intended there <laughs> on the... <laughs> Move around, get fired and rehired back again. Hey, you know, that's the nature of the beast, though, yep. unfortunately. Yes. But, I mean, my goodness. So, you and I had an opportunity to meet one another back in December. Mm-hmm. You actually were filming one of now the most amazing shows and uh, one of the top-rated shows on RFD-TV, Pearly's Place. Yes, Pearly's Place. So, tell me about this. How did this get started? And then we'll go back to how you became a dream catcher and doing all of the fun stuff. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, yeah, that's a dream come true, uh, come true for me because uh, I get to play uh, my traditional country music on there. And we both know it's not so easy to find anymore, real traditional country. So It's hard. It's, it's becoming very popular, that show, which mm-hmm. uh, is a blessing and, uh, you know, my friend Harrison Tyner approached me to uh, do the show because he liked my name, basically. I love it. And, uh, yeah, Pearly Curtis, nobody else has that name. Pearly. So he thought I uh, had made it up for a stage name, but that's my my mama gave me that name, and that's my dad's name. I like it. And that's my, my son's name, so I know there's three of us. I know? love it. But, uh, yeah, he said he wanted to do a show and call it Pearly's Place, and I, I thought he was kidding around, but here, here we are. Here you are. And it's it's doing well. You know, I was talking with, so Myron is is a common name that comes up now in a lot of our podcasts because he's actually helped set up a lot of these interviews with you and uh, also your booking agent, Eloise, and and all of that. And um, when he was telling me about this show before I had the chance to meet you, I'm going, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm a classic country junkie when it comes to some good old classic music. And he's like, well, come out on the set. And he was telling me all about, you know, how this show was climbing in the rankings. And I'm going what? I was like, okay, this is great. And so when we came down to the palace and, you know, got to watch the behind the scenes of setting up the rehearsals and, uh, it's just something that you'll fall in love with. If you haven't watched it yet, make sure you check it out. When does it air now? I know we've got two airings now, I think. Uh, yeah, we've one episode, I mean, one season I think is pretty much completed and then, uh, starting into the next season. Awesome. We've taped two seasons, getting ready to tape another season, which Hopefully you will be on. You'll yes. have time in your busy schedule to come and sing for us. We're we're working on it very closely yeah. and um, got a couple of eyeballs on a couple of dates. So yeah. trying to keep so those locked in. I sure and, hope that works. Oh, me too. And it would be exciting. Yeah. So uh, uh, the show's doing very well and we keep it pretty much country. I do, you know, I like all kinds of music as long as it's good. We do a little bit of 50s, you know, a couple of Elvis it. songs, but mostly it's... Uh, traditional country i love it and uh you know i grew up playing 
bluegrass. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite genres. Kid, bluegrass. So I, my first instrument was guitar, mm-hmm. and then I started playing dobro when I was a teenager, and went to all the you know played all the big bluegrass festivals in New England, where I'm from. Wow. And then I uh, moved here, and uh, I've been playing steel guitar most of the time since I've been here. Wow. And uh, so now it's time to get out and just do uh, you think? Yeah, do my thing, and I, I don't have to. Just, I'm back to playing guitar and singing. Actually right now, so I love it. Yeah. So you you said you mentioned you started playing as a kid. Was it something that you always enjoyed doing, or was it a family <laughs> ordeal or a family affair? How how did you get started? I have the typical story of most uh, music, musician friends of mine that we have all have the, basically the same story. You know, we start when you're a kid because your parents were music lovers, and that was my case. My mom and dad loved country music and. Uh, so it was in our house all the time. Wow. And uh, my uh, my mom and dad, they loved Loretta Lynn and Ernest Tubb and, uh, you know, Hank Snow and all those. Well, they weren't. They weren't so old performers back then, right? You know, but, they were the they were the hit hit things then, were, yeah. Were, yeah, they were hit. They were the going thing back then. But so I grew up on all that. And when I started with, I played with uh, Loretta Lynn for almost seven years. Golly. And she was. Uh, really amazed at my age that I knew all her stuff with her and Ernest Tubb back then, but that's what I grew up on. And wow. Uh, so I, that's, uh, I, that's what I really, really love. That's in my heart, and that's that's what I do on my show, basically. Well, it's it's great. You hit on something that we love to talk about on this podcast is doing what you love yes. and living what you love. That's you know, right. a, a lot of people today we have found that you know, you hit your 40s or 50s and, you know, you've had a family, you've got a great career, but you hit that midlife crisis while you're like, what have I done or what am I doing? Yeah. And you kind of start second guessing, you know, well, I wish I'd have done this and I wish I'd have done that. And um, what I try to, to drive home is, you know, you're never too old to start chasing or catching your dreams. That's what I say. And yeah. in some ways... God may recycle a dream for you, yeah. whether you started out at eight years old or whether you're starting now. Right. It's it's something that he may say, hey, here's an opportunity, but are you going to trust me to take it and let me have it Absolutely. so you can move forward? Yeah. So, you know, when you came to Nashville, obviously you came here with a goal and mm-hmm. a dream in mind. What, what did it kind of look like for you? And, you know, uh, taking steps to get on with, you know, Loretta, how, how did all of that transpire? Well, uh, I moved here in the winter of 1988. It's hard to believe it's gone by. That was so, a good year. Oh, yeah. My mom was Miss Rodeo, Alabama that really? year. Yes. Winter, 1988. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I I came here from a little town up in Maine. I mean, 1,400 miles away. So it was... it was Quite a drive. It was kind of scary to move away from your home. And I didn't know... I, I didn't have one contact when I moved here. Most mm-hmm. people have somebody to show them around a contact or, you know, but I had nobody. I just came, came to this town and, uh, just started hunting around trying to play. And, uh, but I had a dream, you know, that, and, and, uh, you have to, you have to get up every day and have a dream to follow, right. you know, and try to enjoy the, the journey the, in between, the journey, right. Even <laughs> right. if you don't, even if you don't maybe get to the, uh, to the dream you're after, at least you have, at least you um, have a journey and try to enjoy it. And I did, when I moved here, it didn't take long. And I realized that uh, I was in good company. Everybody I met was trying to do the same thing. And I just felt at home. Here. Yeah. And uh, 
and and I realized that even from the backwoods of Maine, if you if you determined and you follow your dream, a lot of things can happen. I I still uh, are I'm amazed at the things that I've done since I've been here. Just I never would have really believed that I would accomplish. That. Right. <laughs> I mean, coming right. from a little one horse town up in Maine, you know, you think seemed like a long ways away. Yeah. You know, Nashville, Tennessee, and to be able to play. My dream, my big, huge dream was the Grand Ole Opry. Golly, yeah. if I could ever play the Grand Ole Opry. And I was I was here about a year, and I got to play the Grand Ole Opry, sing on the Grand wow. Ole Opry. So I realized, you know what? If you're really determined and you have a, a dream and you pursue it, it might come true. That's right. Yeah. That's a dream I'm still chasing <laughs> after, but it's it's funny. It sounds of- like, to me, you you. Filled some dreams too. Uh, you know, the Lord works in so many mysterious ways. And um, if you don't think for one minute that the Lord is going to take any circumstance that you've been in, good, bad, and different, and use it to better you for tomorrow, you've got another thing yes. coming. Because, uh, you know, I was blessed. I grew up, started singing at the age of three, thanks to my grandmother. Grew up gospel music. Our family has roots in gospel music. Mm-hmm. And um, I know folks listening have heard me tell the story before of my great-grandmother, who I'm named after. Well, she performed and toured with the original Blackwood Brothers. Wow. The Vestal, you know, Vestal Goodman, the Happy Goodman family. And, yes. I mean, all of these people that I was blessed when I started coming to Nashville. I had the pleasure, you know, of course not Vestal, but her son, uh, Aaron Wilburn, who wrote a lot of their hits and started mm-hmm. talking about these stories and they started overlapping and you're going, Oh my yeah, goodness. It's and exciting. it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know, but then I, I grew up on the back of a horse too. Right. So when I started, you know, singing at three and I was classically trained as a first operatic Broadway singer for 10 years in land and country music. Well, by George. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I always loved country music. And, um, it's so funny when everybody's like, well, you know, who's, who's your biggest idol in country music? And I'm like, I have a lot. Yeah. I'm like, it's of hard course, to name one. I'm like, yeah. of course, the classics, Loretta, Dolly, mm-hmm. you know, Patty Loveless, all of them. I was just, that's, you know, I loved it. But then I've always said I should have been redhead because I'm like, if you go forward a few years, I'm like, Winona, Reba, Jody Messina, Martina. Right. I'm like, I, I should have been born a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, through never in a million years, I always tell mom, I said, if I would have known at the age of 15 when I started my first company that, the equine industry, the rodeo industry, and being so involved in having that knowledge of starting a business and just learning yes. <clears throat> was going to affect and, you know, move my music business so heavily. I'd have been like, yeah, you're lying. Yeah. That ain't no way. That ain't no way. It's going to happen. Yeah. And so in a lot of ways, the dream, when I, when I started figuring out it's okay to dream and it's okay to follow them, and it's okay to catch them because yes. most people don't. I said, okay, well, I'm going to start putting the horses and music together. And my mom had said she retired from the horses. And yes, she started traveling with me on the music stuff. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> you didn't get out of that one too easy. And, yeah. you know, here we sit. And it's it's amazing. You talked about reflecting back on everything that you've done. And yeah. um this week has been a prime example of that. I mean, here we are, you and I sitting here, never in a million years did I think I'd get to sit down and talk with the people that I've spoken with to be on this podcast. It was started as a hobby, yeah, and nice. now it's this thing that's just growing, and I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And it's just amazing when 
you start listening to that little inner voice saying you can do it. Right. And I think when you're younger, you don't you have any fear either. You have yeah. less fear. You just say, hey. Let's try it. Go for it. And, and see what happens. But when you go for it, it works sometimes. And of course, mm-hmm. I believe like you do. I think God blesses you. And if you, he gives you your your pleasures, if you know. and, and desires of your heart. Desires you, right. Yeah. <clears throat> to a certain point and. Um, so yeah, I, I truly believed, uh, God has blessed me to give, give me, I and mean, if I died today, I would be very blessed Yeah. in what I've done, you know? So, but I have bigger dreams now that, yeah. you know, you just keep going. You have to have, you have to wake up every day and have a dream to keep going. Right. It's, uh, when that ends, that's, that's when it becomes scary when you don't have something to get up for. And Well, and too, you know, something, so you know, here you are, you've been in Nashville since 1988 and it's now 2022. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's quite a span. Yeah. But my goodness, look at everything that you've done in that time. Mm-hmm. But also what people miss too, is that it takes time. It takes now, time. granted you were here for a year, got to play the Grand Ole Opry, but you were persistent. Yeah. Right. And I think people miss that. They kind of say, well, I've got this dream, but they sit and wait for it to Kind of be like fall out of the sky. <laughs> you know, you know Dolly's saying that she always says What's in that? Her interviews is when they ask her what is your secret to success, she says never stop trying and never try stopping. That's right. Yeah, that's what I. I it's yeah. it's I tell you what that lady right there is. Just so talk about successful. Oh, yeah, I'm follow, following your dream and having it, having it come true. Yeah. And talk about everybody telling her no that it wasn't right. going to work. Yeah, well, some that's the thing you said it right there. Every somebody's going to going to try to discourage you along the way. They always mm-hmm. do. You know, it could be jealousy or whatever. Some people are just negative, and you just have to. Like that's why you have to enjoy your journey, so you don't, uh, you know. <laughs> we've got a guest audience <laughs> yay yeah. <laughs> so yeah just that's what i say just be happy and following your dream and see how far it'll take you see I, I love it and you know when when we started doing this like i said it, it was going to be a hobby this was going to be a fun podcast you know we were right coming out of the quarantine for covid and i'm like people need something uplifting so right. I want to start something that that's just what it is. It's uplifting stories, people following their dreams. If you've had a hardship, share it with us because I want people to know it can always be worse, but it can always be better. And there's always something better ahead for you. And I've always told my students, um, if you ever stop learning, quit doing what you're doing because then you're not, you're not growing. Progressing. You're not progressing. And so I think it's so important, what you just said, it's so important for people to understand you have to have that purpose to wake up for every yeah. day. Most importantly, and I, and most people know this, but, you know, I'm an avid woman of faith. First thing you got to do is you got to trust the big man upstairs right. to to take you through that day and trust that he's got the best, best path plan for you. That's ultimately the only thing that really, really, truly matters. That's right. You, right. That's your purpose. As long as you understand that. The rest of it's easier. That's right. And one of the greatest things, and I think one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn over this last year is I'm so used to, you know, taking charge of things and and managing. You know, when you came in, I was on a phone call for scheduling flights to be somewhere, you know, in Dallas and trying to figure all this out. And I'm so used to, to managing my own affairs. But when it came to letting go of something bigger than me, which is the dream, he's like, look, if you want this, you got to let me have it, right. and you've got to trust me. And, I'm, and it took me a little bit, and I'm like, are you sure? 
<laughs> you want to do it you want to do it all yourself that's right human, human nature but it is yeah. but you know i'm so glad i said yes yeah. and said okay yeah. you can have it and then if you do that he'll keep you from things that you don't really need that right gonna hurt you down the road hopefully yeah you know? keep you keep you focused <clears throat> on the straight and narrow path yeah. as we yeah. like to say well let me ask you this because so i'm always I'm always encouraged by everybody's story. Was there ever a time in your time of being here in Nashville or times that you hit kind of a rough patch and said, uh, I don't know if I'm really doing the right thing or is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing or no, you know, honestly, no, that's I, awesome. No, I, uh, and I've, I have seen a lot of friends and a lot met a lot of folks that come into town and they get discouraged and they leave, never come back. I right. mean, that's the story of Nashville, you know, people get the revolving from all door. over the country and all over the world, you know, and come to Nashville and they get discouraged and leave. I never, I never really get discouraged. I, I loved it here. I was, I was a little homesick the first year or so, you know, right. being from, coming from 1,400 miles 1400 away. Miles. It wasn't <laughs> right. easy to go back and forth just to get home to where all your, your family is, you know, but uh, after I got over that. Uh, I just fell right in, and I've enjoyed my whole trip, my whole... That is a true... Yeah. I mean, that's a... That is a one-in-a-million yeah, type story. Yeah, I never really thought about, ah, I just guess I'll go back go back to New England and give up me. No, 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 no. No, it, no, it made so you no. push harder, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It made you push harder. And, you know, even though a lot of the time I've been playing steel guitar for other people... I've enjoyed it, and uh, the only regret that I had is I went try to uh, do more on my own earlier, you know, when right. I was younger. But you know, I I look at it like maybe it wasn't my time. You know, God has a time for everything. Has and that plan? Maybe if I, you know, so there's a reason for everything. So Absolutely. That's how, that's how I accept it. So. I, I love that because it, God has a plan and a timing for everything, and in this business, and really any business. It's, I've never seen an overnight success story no. that just happens overnight. It appears no. that way to some people, but I get tickled sometimes because people will ask me, well, how have you done it? Well, have I done what? First of all, I'm like, which, 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 yeah. which side of my life are we discussing? <laughs> uh, horses, music, business, uh, help me out. <laughs> and I'm almost, sometimes it, it intrigues me. Yeah. As to why they ask that question. Where do they think your goal is, right? They're, right. They're asking. Uh, and then they're like, wow, you've just done all of this and this is so exciting. And and they follow the journey, but they're following the success part of the journey. They're not following the part that, okay, there's days it's like, all right, what you up to, Lord? You know, leave a little sign here because yeah. this is getting a little tough. Yeah. And, I mean, here this is, this is. Next year will be 10 years that I've been coming to Nashville mm -hmm. and working the business. Now, keep in mind at the same time, it wasn't 100% working the music business. I've done this along the way on top of college education, on top of, you know, working <laughs> for the radio stations and doing, doing different things in between. So there's been a lot of work done, but at the same time, I just get intrigued by people that ask, well, how have you done all of it? And I'm like, yeah. I've just done it. You just do it. <clears throat> well, the thing that helped me when I look back is my childhood teaching from uh, 
both sides of my family really, uh, as far as being real conservative, because yep. uh, when you're in the music business, uh, for a big part of your time, you have if you're not conservative, if you don't use your money right, and you don't if you're not good with money. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, that's what makes people get out because they just can't afford. I mean, it's not, it's expensive, and, and that's, it, it's almost like there's not much middle ground. It's either low on the totem pole, trying to trying to make a living, it or, or you got so much money you can't. Uh, you don't know what to do with it, it right? right? Not, it, it, so, I've always been good with uh, with with uh, managing money and making ends meet. It's not really that's not a hard thing for me. It just comes. Right. That's what I was taught when I was young kid i've never been if you're a spend if you're a spender and uh, you know and you're not good with money it's it's harder to yeah. be in the music business because you have to make a living right especially if you have a family you have to take care of them and i'm you know i've done a lot of different jobs on the side to stay right stay afloat but i never ever once said nah, i think i would just give it up and go back home and I not be that. in the music business never no i love that no. that is that is a true testament to Staying, yeah, in and I've the always dream. stayed true to what I love to, for music. Because Genuine, I, because I found early on uh, playing in a lot of clubs and things, if you try to please everybody other than yourself, it's gonna be a you long know room. you can know a million songs and somebody is gonna come up and ask you for the one song you don't know, and all of a sudden you, you know, they're, they're mad at you. So yeah. I, I I learned early on, play the stuff do the things that makes you happy and you'll find the same you'll find enough audience that likes the same thing right that way everybody's happy i love it you mentioned earlier you kind of an elvis fan um and on some of the stuff that y'all do on pearly's mm-hmm. place it's so funny um talk about the different genres of music right. um we do what's called country with a twist on our sets like i said i'm a traditionalist at heart but you know, on live shows, you got to liven things up a little bit. Yeah, so we'll yeah. throw in some Fleetwood Mac and, mm-hmm. you know, some uh, Journey, different stuff like that along sure. the way. But um, one of my favorite songs, and I'm going to ask you what your favorite song is of Elvis, is, <laughs> is Burn in Love. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I remember the first time we did that song, I was opening for um, uh, Montgomery Gentry um, before uh, Teddy got killed in the helicopter crash. And we closed out on that song, and Ronnie McDowell got a hold of the video, and he said, I've never heard a female do Burning Love. Oh. Well, Winona Judd did the version, and that's how I knew the version was because of Winona. And he's like, well, Winona and I are good friends. How did I not know that? I said, I don't know, but you better figure <laughs> it out. I said, she might be mad at you. <laughs> so talking about staying true to who you are, you know, you have to do what makes you happy. Right. And on and, and on that note, because we were on Elvis, I do want to ask you what's your favorite Elvis song? Oh, that's, that's easy. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of favorites from him, but uh, Suspicion is mine. And I actually yeah. did that on our show. Oh. Not Suspicious Mind, Suspicion. But suspicion, it's a, it's yeah. It's one of his earlier songs, and uh, I just, I love that song, the way he does it. But... Uh, but I like I like all kinds of music as long as it's good. As long as you it's know? good music. I, yeah. I like that era, you know, the early Elvis, that whole era, you know, Breaking right. Melts and all, because that's my era. I guess. That's the, yeah. I, I'm telling my age, you know, but <laughs> but I. Uh, that's okay. I, I love I love that that stuff. So I'm just thankful that I have a show. I can do whatever I want on there. I can do old, mostly as old traditional country. I say old is you know traditional country. Right. But I can throw in whatever I want. I love it. So that is wow! What a what a true true testament. And and the, and the guys that I have working 
put with me on the show, the musicians can play anything. They're phenomenal. That's, that is the good thing. They I are can, phenomenal. Sometimes I think, well, I'm going to throw this song. I'm going to see if they're going to complain, you know. If, they know. You know, because they, they all have the same heart for real traditional country. And then if I come up with a Elvis song or something, I'm thinking, I wonder if they're going to. Yeah. Complain. They never, they, they they're like, like, okay. I like all that stuff. So. I love it. Yeah. It's funny. One of, uh, one of your guys you have playing or did have playing in December, um, Rex, Rex Williams. Yeah. He, yeah. uh, first time I met Rex was on the Oak Ridge Boys show back in mm-hmm. 2016 when, uh, they had me come open for him. So I'm sitting here and I'm talking to him in December. You can tell he's, he recognized me, but it was kind of one of those things of like, it's been a while. Yeah. Let's go back a little bit to <laughs> when I was 19, okay? Yeah, yeah you're, you're really <laughs> old. Like, you, gotta get, you can't go back very far. No, very far, <laughs> but I, I am old enough now to say I've been in, a, in something for a decade. So that's that's a good thing. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I have been here. I have to, I, 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 sometimes I can't believe it. I've been here for like 30 years and it's just. It's gone like that gone fast. Gone quick because I've had a good time. Yeah. You know? You've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed every bit of it. And, uh, wow. You know what I love about this is, and the reason this this entire podcast was started was for this right here, mm-hmm. to talk about the journey of life, right, regardless right. of what it's in, whether it's music, uh, business, teaching, um, actoring. I mean, just yeah. it's it's yeah. about the journey of the life. The journey you got to try to make it fun and be happy while you're trying to get to your reach your, your that dream, goal and destination. Your goal, yeah, absolutely. So many people get so serious if they don't. If they don't get to their goal, they do, you know, the people have committed suicide and things. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I have, plus I have a lot of interest in life that, that if something here don't work, I go to this. Go to that I one, right? I have a lot of loves in life, so. I love it. Yeah. Well, I, it's hard to believe, but we're almost out of time. Uh, too bad. I think we have another hour. Or so I know. I, let me tell you, it's the, every time we get started on this, I think we could do an hour to two hours and just never stop. Yeah, I think we yeah. could open the doors. And, um, you know, that's what I found for students early on. I found out doing a lot of motivational speaking. Um, at the time, I was talking ninth grade girls mm-hmm. in a career academy program and I found out students actually know what they actually want to do. Do they? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people will say, I was just a dumb high school kid that really didn't know. And I'm like, yeah, I think you really did. But the problem was you didn't follow it because of peer pressure or home life circumstances or something beyond your control. You didn't trust yourself to do it. And I found that these students knew exactly and that they learned from me telling a story. Right. And I said, okay. We're going to start hearing people's stories because mm-hmm. the art of storytelling is slowly going away. Yeah. And so that was the whole premise. And the fact that I just love the fact that you have no regrets in your dream or your journey. No, that I, is you astounding. Know why is because I, I sometimes I think, well, if I'd have made this turn back, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a few years ago, if, if maybe I could have gone, but. There's a, I, I really think there's a reason for everything, and, I, and I've been blessed in what I've done. So even, you know, I'm just on another stage of my life here, being an artist, and and uh, see where that goes. And uh, I love it. I've enjoyed playing steel guitar. I've been playing steel guitar most of the time I've been here for other folks, you know. But I just uh, love it. Yeah, it's... and uh, I had my, early on, you know, in my teenage years, I played dobro from big bluegrass festivals i enjoyed that part of my life you know and i love it and uh just different stages so 
See, this has even inspired me because I've always said, you know, I've, I've always wondered if you can ever truly live a life without regret. Yeah. And you've just proven that point for me because when people ask me, why do you do what you do? And I tell them, I don't want to look back 40 years from now and say, I regret not doing something yes. when I had the opportunity and the open door to do it. And I'm like, if the door's open, I'm going to walk through it. Yep. Now, if the door closes, that's okay. I'm going to trust the Lord to open a window. That's or probably, open the next door. That's probably the most the the most advice I've given people. You know, I've talked to is don't have regrets. That's the worst thing in life. Regrets because if you could come to Nashville or do or wherever you go for your dream, mm-hmm. and it, and if you spend plenty of time at it and it don't work, at least you've tried. You don't right. have any regrets. But you know, so many people are afraid to step out and follow their dream and then when they become old in life they look back and say, oh, I, I could have done I that. I could have done that, but I didn't do it. <laughs> and really I never wanted to have that ever. And and so that just makes me feel good. That just just to know that. Yeah, and yeah. what people don't grasp either and, and it's funny you should mention advice because as as we get close to wrapping up and when I ask you that, they don't realize the dream could only be one step away. Right. It truly could right. be. It yeah. could be that close. Something yes. that may seem far off in the distance. Well, I can tell. I could tell be you a little so story. close. Okay, uh, let's I'll go. I'll try to make it quick. We're good. Right? You know, as a, as a little kid growing up, my mom and dad their their favorite one of their favorite singers was Loretta Lynn. Okay, right. So I come to town and never ever believing really that I'd ever get a chance to play for Loretta Lynn. Right. And. But I, I took this little gig. It was called a Walmart tour. A Walmart a tour. Walmart I tour. love it. We're actually, you know, up-and-coming artists would, uh, I guess maybe couldn't get a gig somewhere else, would go and do this Walmart tour. And they basically drive the bus on the parking lot and set up and play, and they called it the Walmart tour. Hey. And I actually took one of those gigs, and it just so happened one of the backup singers for this, this uh, tour uh, worked in Loretta's office, and he told me, he said, "You play, you play the kind of music that would you you would be great in Loretta's band. If I ever have a chance to recommend you, I'm going to." And I I just passed it off as yeah, you know, uh, that won't ever happen. Right. And that's how I got the job with Loretta Lynn. He wow. recommended me, and we, you know, had an audition, and I got the job and worked for seven years for Loretta Lynn. Wow. Through that, I got to take bring my mom and dad down here and take them to the backstage. Grand Ole Opry and introduce them to uh, That's all, the, all the all uh, the artists that back then they were all still alive, you know. So right. So that was probably my m- most happiness I've had is being able to uh, introduce my mom and dad to the folks that they listened grew to. up and listened yeah, to because they were back. You know, this was back a while ago, <laughs> and uh, so I had a chance to, uh, you know. I was playing the Grand Ole Opry a lot then, so I would take them back and introduce them to people like, uh, you know, all the all the older Opry artists. A lot of them are gone now, but that was it. that probably with all the joys I've had of being here. That's probably the biggest one. Wow! You know to do that. That is phenomenal. Yeah. I, what so, a story. So yeah, you have to follow your dreams, and hopefully they'll come true. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, it sounds like you've certainly followed yours and they have, have come yeah. true in every aspect yeah. and every way. Still, still coming true. I'm still, I mean, look what's going on. I know. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And yeah. folks, let me tell you, if, if you don't know who Pearly is, you need to find out. And actually, I'm going to give him an opportunity to share how you can keep up with him, follow him and all of that. So, uh, Pearly, tell us how we can keep up with you. Uh, basically, uh, 
tune into my show. Yes. Four thirty Central Time on Pearly's on uh, RFD mm-hmm. called Pearly's Place, and then uh, I have a website Pearly'sPlace.com. Okay. And uh, you're so also on Facebook too. Facebook, yeah. I have a, a gal that's uh, I've hired to uh, do all my social media for me. So nice hey i'm old school I, so i don't know what i, I don't know where i'm at at this point <laughs> well I'm, you, I'm you're probably there. there and everywhere and don't even know it so <laughs> That's true, yeah. well pearly thank yeah. you so much for being on the show i hope you'll come back I, I will and thank you for having me and i look forward to you being on on my show i am looking forward to it it's my honor and pleasure and i am just thrilled that you've asked and i'm thrilled that You've come on the podcast, you've shared your story, and I hope for the folks listening out there that you've found something inspiring that maybe lights that fire under you to say, hey, you know what? I may have given up on this 20 years ago, but I'm going to go do it. Or, hey, I'm just starting out. I can do it. So we're going to take off and do that. But um, until next time, I want you guys to saddle on back up and head on down the trail, and we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. podcast.